Toasted Soul. Toasted Soul is a podcast hosted by me. Toasted Soul will be exploring technology news, business news, and just general rants on life. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Toasted Soul. Today I have a really great show for you. We'll be talking about like love and relationships. I have some really great people that we're going to, you know, have a really good discussion. So I have a, a new guest, Konima Parkinson. So Konima, Konima, could you just introduce yourself really quickly? Sure, sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Greg. I'm Konima Parkinson-Jones. I'm an actor based between Los Angeles and Toronto, actor, writer, and um, entering into um, directing as well, and um, a member of the Counterbalance Collective, which is an all-female-based um, uh, artistic group. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad to really be here and, and be part of this conversation. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on board. And then we have Patricia, Patricia McPherson. Could you just quickly introduce yourself, Patricia? For sure. Um, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Greg. I super appreciate being here. Um, my name is Patricia. I'm from Toronto. I'm a yoga instructor, uh, meditation facilitator, yoga nidra facilitator. And I also do some acting and modeling on the side as well for fun. So, awesome. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just super grateful to be here. Got a couple teacher trainings going on and working on a couple courses and, you know, just, I guess, appreciating the energy of yoga and a little bit of fun and getting to play with acting. So I'm grateful. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming aboard. Hey, Imani, how you doing? Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me on here. I'm, my name is Imani Morel. I am a marketing strategist. I'm, I guess, currently based in the GTA, but have lived the remote lifestyle, remote uh, and location independent lifestyle prior to this pandemic thing. And I'm eagerly uh, looking for the time when I'll be back on the road again. That's it for me. <laughs> All right. And we have Brian. Brian, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Um, I'm Brian. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm an artist, so in a sense that uh, I make clothes. Uh, I specialize in men and women's wear and children as well. I have a brand called Fiati, so we uh, make custom wear for, uh, for folks. Uh, we're slowly pivoting to uh, uh, the ready-to-wear business. I, am, um, I, I enjoy working with people and also I love uplifting others. So I love to share my experiences and I'm all about teaching and improving others. Great. And then we have finally, Caden. Uh, Greg, thank you for having me. Super appreciate it. It's amazing to kind of be amongst all these just overachievers and, and excellent people. Like, I feel like I bring nothing to the table. It's just like, oh, <laughs> I'm in corporate business. That's it. But no, um, I don't act. I don't make my own clothes. I am not a model. Um, so, but um, name's Caden Forbes. Um, known Greg for years. I work in corporate. I've always worked in corporate. I've worked for Microsoft. I've worked for IBM. I've worked for Apple. 
Uh, right now, I'm working for Indeed as a senior account executive for the past two and a half years. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. This COVID is taking the vibe out of my life on a daily basis. I live at Young Leglington, but I can't enjoy it because everything's closed. Yeah, COVID has got us all stuck, man. Right. Uh, thanks everyone for coming aboard. And uh, so let's just get into it. So setting boundaries. Imani, what does that mean to you? When it comes to like setting boundaries and <laughs> yes, I want to pick on you first. Like, what? I didn't think she was paying attention. She was checking her phone. She was checking her phone, Greg. Piggyback on some, what someone else said. Because <laughs> Greg, you always like to spring the topics on me as if I, like, I, I'm trying to think of what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? I'm not great at setting, setting boundaries. So that's why I was hoping that you would start with somebody else. Well, I mean, like setting boundaries to me, like if for me, it's like clearing the space and just like, okay, so, so it's like, you know, a lot of people want to always be upfront with you. Like, hey, let's go hang out. And sometimes you have to say no. That's all, like, that's a simple boundary, right? It's not like you're cutting someone off, but like is is knowing when to, 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 um, to say no basically and giving people permission of when they can access your time that kind of thing i think See, that's what i'm saying i'm the worst at that yeah. <laughs> i'm really not so good why, at that. why would you why you say you're the worst at that i guess because and so maybe this will be a learning experience for me when i hear other people what other people have to offer because i'm the type of person um i guess i'm very just loosey-goosey with my with my boundaries mm -hmm. um in that, like, if you say, let's go do this thing, I would probably, I probably don't have a set thought around wanting to do it or not wanting to do it. I probably, I'm usually, I'm pretty flexible, easygoing. So yeah, setting boundaries. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should that, that. Doesn't that then allow people to like, like monopolize your time? I mean, no, because I guess maybe innately I'm setting the boundary, but, um, mm -hmm. Like, I'm not afraid to say no. And people have, you know, people who know me, I would have probably experienced like when we, when clubs were a thing. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm ready to go out tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday we'll go out. And then after I'll be like, you know what? I've changed my mind. <laughs> so that might be the boundary that I've set. But like out the gate, no, usually I'm like, I would, I'm like a, a, not a yes person, but I'm the type of person that's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like something we could do or, Okay. Trisha, how about you? Um, just rolling off of Imani, she sounds like a very spontaneous person and she goes with her vibe in the moment, right? That's mm -hmm. good. Me likey that. Mm -hmm. So, but what, what also to saying no isn't easy. People have to learn how to say no. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because there's so many people pleasers in the world, right? We always feel like, or maybe you're just someone who doesn't want to hurt someone's feelings. So you say, you know, or you may think I don't have anything else to do. And really there's tons of things you could do by yourself, but you still go anyway, you know? So in saying that, I've really learned how to say no. <laughs> I'm really great at it, right? Because I just, and I think because I've spent a lot of time saying yes and, you know, just not really honoring what I really want to do in that moment or with that person or, so I think I've just kind of grown into that, you know, honor yourself, Pat, 
You know, it's okay to say no. <clears throat> and uh, Konima? Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I think I'm kind of in the middle of um, Imani and uh, Patricia. I think, um, whereas, yeah, I feel that based on what um, Patricia said, Imani has just that innate boundaries going on. I think I had to learn it because I came from a place of being such a people pleaser and kind of a sense of validation from being able to be likable and say yes all the time. So it was something I had to teach myself. One, get very comfortable with not everybody's going to like you and that's fine. Um, and two, that it was okay to occupy my space and occupy my boundaries and set them for myself. So I feel that um, it is still a process for me that, um, but I'm getting a lot better at it. And funnily enough, this whole pandemic situation has been helpful with that because initially when it started, people just felt they had so much of your time because they're like, we know you're not going anywhere. So you have all this time. And it was like, let me call you and just dump this on you and dump this on you or this or that. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't matter whether I'm not leaving my house. No, I don't. So yeah, it's, um, it's a work in progress, I would say, but it's a very important work in progress. I believe everybody needs to be very comfortable with setting their own boundaries unapologetically. And Brian, how about yourself? Uh, <laughs> I think I probably can speak to what everyone just said. Um, I think I think boundaries, like having boundaries is key. Um, I think the best thing my dad ever said to me when I was growing up, because he used to kind of like watch me all the time. And I think he noticed that I was a yesayer. And he said to me, one day he pulled me to the side and said, son, if you don't learn to say no in life, you will never be successful. And, and I never forgot that. So when I started my business, it was, it was also hard for me to say no, because sometimes I would have clients show up at like late in the evening, right? So, and then it's like, I could be in the middle of something and then I have to stop and, you know, assist them with whatever they, they're looking for, right? So over time, I had to learn to say no to people just randomly seeing up, showing up to my place just because they require my service and things like that. And actually, as I was doing that, I realized that people respected my time a lot more better. And my business has actually grown from that. So sometimes it's very important to just really just, just say no and, and work when you're more comfortable. Because when someone shows up and you're not comfortable, you may not be able to give them the best service because you're not in the right mindset and the right uh, like the right attitude and you're just not you know you may not be willing to help them if for example they showed up when it was more convenient for you so that's just my little take on it right and kaden well i mean my perspective on the whole no thing is slightly different like i had to at an early age i had to learn to say no based on kind of like where I grew up, people around me, family. Like I was, I'm Jamaican. I was born in Jamaica. I don't know if y'all know anything about it, but that's the kind of situation where like if you go down with, you know, two barrels and two suitcases, you're coming back with a backpack and a t-shirt. Everybody is like always asking for stuff. Um, and so early on, just kind of in my 
upbringing, I had to learn how to say no. And it was hard at first because it's like, I feel like I'm letting my family down. I felt guilty because it's like I was in a better position than they were. So I felt like I should help them. So I would get, I remember kind of a turning point for me was I was in Jamaica and I was wearing like my football jersey and I had purposely brought down like barrels and stuff for like everybody. Those are my football jersey from like college. And this dude saw me in my jersey and he's like, yo, can I have that? I'm like, my jersey? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I this thing like still smells like me no matter how much you wash it. Like I've <laughs> worn it in like games and it was my practice jersey. So you know that shit gets grimy. Like it's not, I don't know if you, anybody plays ball, but you don't wash that as frequently as you yeah. wash like your regular jersey and you were like yeah let, let me let me grab that for you all right and i had to kind of learn how to say no but it's interesting because in my professional life i've learned how to use the word no to get further in certain things and certain deals and things like that um i've learned how to I can't tell the number of situations I found myself in where I've told a client no to what they were requesting. And then that opens up the conversation. Well, why no? Right. And so not only does that open up the conversation, but it elicits trust with my client base, because it's not like I'm trying to say, I'm not a yes, man. I'm not saying that, you know, you're not going to ask me for something. I'm just going to say yes. If I don't think it's good for you, I'm going to tell you no. And then I'm going to tell you why. And so that builds up the trust. And so it's it's a weird kind of situation where from a personal point of view, I had to learn this. And then that translated into kind of like a professional environment where I definitely see a huge difference in kind of the way that I deal with my clients. Very much like Brian, where like if we have a call booked and my client misses a call and you just pick up the phone and call me, I'm not answering the phone. I've moved on to something else because I'm not ready for you at that point. I was ready for you 15 minutes ago. Right, yeah. and I'll circle back to you. So that's pretty much kind of my experience. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a similar experience like that with with some clients, and it's like where you have to fire clients. So you just like you know what I mean? Like I can't deal with you. Like <laughs> whatever the, the possibilities are. Like I had a really good client, and like uh, we had to fire her because she was just impossible. She just wanted everything done and and wouldn't listen. So it's like that is a boundary that you have to set sometimes. So setting boundaries in the professional life where it's like, if you are working for yourself, you have to sometimes tell clients like, this is when I have, when you can access me, when you can access my time and this is when you can't access my time. And then when it comes to like relationships, setting boundaries in there is, is like, you know, it's what you are comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. So if, 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 if your mate asks you, hey, like, I like kissing, um, but I don't like hugging. You know what I mean? Like you set up boundaries in that sense. So in your in your relate, like we we've talked about like a lot of different ways to set up boundaries in like say uh, love and relationship context. How have you set up boundaries um, in previous relationships or even your current relationship? Anybody just just talk? No. I know. I know. For me, like it's I'm a. I don't know the age of everybody on here, but there's a strong possibility I might be the oldest one, except for maybe Greg, because that dude don't age. I, he's looked like that for as long as I've known. <laughs> um, but for me, it's about having those difficult conversations like right out of the gate, right? Like if you see a potential 
uh, in just kind of this thing having some longevity, you got to have those difficult conversations. I have a friend of mine, and I'm not, and again, I'm not pitching this as an option, right? I have a friend of mine, and her big thing is there are certain things in a relationship that's important to her. Sex is important to her in a relationship. So if she meets somebody and she thinks that, you know, this might be the, the person for her, um, or this might be, might have an opportunity of kind of being something, um, she'll have sex with them like early on. Because to her, it's important. And that's kind of like her boundary in the sense that, you know, he could be, I can spend three months getting to know this guy and he's great. But when it comes time to kind of, you know, get into the act, if he's trash, then you have to kind of make the choice about, okay, well, personality versus intimacy, kind of what's more important. And so for her, like she puts it up front. This is what it is. This is what I'm looking for. Yes, you can be a great person, great personality, great communicator and all that other stuff. But if you can't perform in certain ways, then I'm not really about that. So that's her form of relationship boundaries, right? But it's it's super important to have the difficult religion, finance, children, um, all of that, like soon, because a lot of times we'll, because they're different conversations, we'll wait and hesitate and you all of a sudden find yourself living with somebody that you guys are a different point of view when it comes to like the big things, because it was a difficult conversation to have. Yeah, I hear that. But I mean, like with some of those things, it, <clears throat> like our differences sometimes are what make us uh, come together, right? Um, yes and no. Um, so I, you know, it's like people always go, oh, opposites attract. No, opposites really? have a reaction. Yep. Like, if you look at like, not to bring it down to science or anything, opposites, like you look at a positive ion or whatever this, I haven't been in chemistry class, why am I even trying? But you have a reaction. But when you look at like a relationship, I feel you're naturally going to be different from that person because you're you and they're them. But in order for success within the relationship, there actually has to be fundamental commonality. And if that isn't there, no, because everything else will just fizzle out and burn out. And in regards to setting boundaries, I feel one of the most important things in setting boundaries, I used to call it like, the, when you're starting a relationship, people see the representative in, and it's like the ambassador coming where it's like for that first, you know, a few months, you're doing all your best, you're doing this or the things that don't bother you, the things you're uncomfortable talking about. And you're so concerned with presenting this image of what you believe the other person wants in order to see. And then after a while, there's only so much that that can be sustainable because that's not you. Yeah. And so I think an important thing is setting boundaries is let go of that representative as early as you can and be yourself and be authentic to that. Because if you do not do that now, I feel two or three things are either you are going to so surrender yourself in that relationship that you lose yourself or you're going to be so disappointed and 
who is this person? How did I not know this person? Or the other person's going to look at you and go like, who are you? What is this? Why, I don't understand what is going on because you were never clear. So yeah, I feel it's very important, but that opposites. Yeah, of course there's going to be differences and those differences. Wonderful. Oh, I had a different perspective in the way you see, saw this and everything. But when it comes to money, yeah, you guys kind of have to agree. When it comes to religion, you have to agree. We need, because those are kind of fundamental deal breakers for people. And I think if you don't honor those boundaries, there's so much in life that we don't have a choice in. So let's at least have the respect and honor for the few things we have autonomy and choice in. and then one of those things is what you engage in and what you allow in and out of your space yeah i think like uh, imani was saying earlier i think for me i think i i'm gonna say i don't have many boundaries when it first comes into a relationship i just like to like let it flow see what happens and see what i can what i i want to adjust to or what i can adjust to because it's like nothing i'm just like whatever like that's usually what i what i you say it doesn't matter right because it's like i know i can always i can always pick myself back up um and i just like to see and learn the other person uh, i guess as i progress through the relationship i let that person know straight up like caden's friends like yo sex is important to me and it is that's why i let people know straight from this i'm not saying i'm gonna jump in the bed with someone right away but i let them know this is an important thing for me and uh, I, I like this and I don't like this. And and even though I, I put up boundaries where it's like, I say stuff like, I don't like this, um, or I, uh, yeah, they're not really hard boundaries because I think to put up certain boundaries that are like solid, like a wall kind of thing is, is not really living because I used to say, no, like I'm Jamaican. And I used to say, no, I'm not eating my steak, like, you know, medium rare or whatever the case is, I want my steak burnt like cooked you know how you guys are all black you know like how it was right no no so, no, no we are stopping that no no no, no. Bro. don't be throwing me into that the situation <laughs> i used to be like that but then uh you know as i was dating people i i changed the way i am because it's like you know you go to dinner and it's like oh let me try that steak and like that medium rare is good if i had a hard boundary that says like no i i only like steaks well done well well done you would I wouldn't be really enjoying the kind of steaks that I enjoy today. So although I may put up some boundaries, they're pretty flexible boundaries. And, and I know that for most people, that is probably not the ideal situation is setting up like a flexible boundary. Um, people want those hard line boundaries where it's like, no, this is what I'm uh, this is what I'm uh, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. And for me, I, I would just say those are probably not the from how it works for me is uh, hard boundaries are not are not uh, ideal for me. That's what I'll say. You have to admit that there's a difference, there's a fundamental difference between having my steak medium or well done versus I want kids versus yeah. this is how I want to retire versus, you know, this is the lifestyle that I want. And so for me, and I, I respect that's, you know, kind of the direction that you're leading, but like, right out of the gate, like, I don't, if I'm talking to somebody and we're, you know, I see that we're having those conversations because I know, I know myself, I know me, 
I know what I'm going to give on, what I'm not going to give. On, right. There are certain fundamental necessities that I have to have in a relationship. And so it's unfair for me to take up that person's time. Right. And to fill a seat that I know that potentially I I shouldn't be in. Right. Because I haven't had that conversation with her and said, Hey, this is what I'm about. These are my fundamentals. These are my must haves. If you can't meet those, that's cool. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that we're not compatible on that level. And, you know, I'm going to let you go so you can go out and find the person that is because as I was married before and I got married super early, like super young. Right. And one of the things that I walked away from that situation learning is you can't pretend to be something forever. It's like an elastic band. At some point in time, it's just going to snap back into place. You can only flex that muscle for so long. And that was a major downfall to a part of my marriage. I was pretending to be something that I wasn't because I loved her. And I thought that this is what she wanted paying no attention to who I was and what I needed and what I wanted in the relationship. But at some point in time, you get older and then your needs become important. And if your needs don't cling or mesh with her needs, then you wake up and all of a sudden you're married to somebody that you don't, you shouldn't be married to. You love her, but you don't like her because there's no, that connection isn't there. And so that's why you need to put that shit out front. Like, be honest. Listen, if if I like choking during sex and that's not what you're about, then, right, I'm going to tell you right out of the game. Like, yo, listen, I'm going to grab your neck. Don't worry. You're safe. But this you're is not going to die. If she's like, well, no, nah, that's not what I'm about. Then it's like, all right, well, you know what? Good luck. And so, but I mean, I'm being facetious, but it's important to kind of lay those fundamentals and lay those groundwork. Can I just, can I just chime in a little bit? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go on, uh, Imani. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I think um, what Kaden is kind of outlining, but also even for myself is when you, as you start to know yourself better, I think it's those, those hard lines and the, the deal breakers are more apparent. Um, so yes, even though I, I guess I am pretty flexible, I would say that probably for the more important things, I do know, I do have a sense that like, I'm for this, I'm not for that. Um, but I would say, yeah, that has definitely evolved over time. And it's something that as you become, as I've become more okay with just being myself and just like really just accepting like, this is, this is what it is, take me or leave me. Um, that's kind of where I've landed. It's like, yeah. You should be upfront and you kind of know exactly, you know, you have a better sense of what is a no when you know yourself. Right. And I think that's, that is a good point. Um, I'll come back to that. I know Brian has a point. Go ahead, Brian. Um, yeah. So I, I just listen to everybody and I just want to say for me, I don't, I don't think I'm going to use the word, um, the word boundaries um, because I like a little bit of everything. So I don't get bored. Right. Like a salad. So we, we talked about. <laughs> Thinking like, so I made yeah, no, like for real. Because, <laughs> yeah, because we talked about we talked about like commonalities, right? So obviously, you want to date someone that you have things in common with, but I don't want to have everything in common with you because I don't want to date myself, right? I also want to be open to learning. That, that keeps you know that keeps things in suspense, right? 
it makes it a little bit more exciting. It makes um. Did we just get cut off? Did everybody's screen just get weird? Yeah. 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 Oh, so it's just not. It's not just me. Well, yeah. it gets to me, and then it's like the screen just. <laughs> yeah, I can still Brian, hear, you, but I can't see. Oh, right, can you guys hear me? I think we're still yeah. recording, so you can keep going, Brian. Yeah. Okay. So um. Yeah, so I like a little bit of everything. So like, I, obviously, I'm not trying to date myself, but have you ever noticed that a lot of times when, um, when you have issues with your partner and and you're really, they're they're doing things that you don't like. Sometimes when you really pay attention, you're really a reflection of yourself, right? So we only want to have the good things that we enjoy in common with someone, but the negative things we don't want to have in common with somebody because obviously we don't want to see a reflection of ourselves, right? So for me, I just like, because of that, like, I like a little bit of everything. So like, if, if you like something, I want to be open to it, right? I want to learn. If, if I like something, I want you to be open to it because I want you to also want to learn. And then also, if we have something that we both enjoy, then that, those are the moments that we can come together and enjoy something that we both appreciate together. Because, I mean, what's a relationship with that suspense, right? If, I'm, if I know what we're going to do every day and I'm like, I can almost think for you. Then it's like, okay, well, it's just, it becomes a routine. There's no excitement. I like to do something. You're like, no, I actually like it this way. I'm like, oh, okay. So next time I'm going to make a mental note of it. I like learning. That's me. But I don't want, I wouldn't call it boundaries, small soul balance. That's what I would call it. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. Balance. Yeah, I, I feel you on that too. Um, the balance is a really good point. And to, uh, to what Imani had said about knowing yourself, I think that's probably where setting boundaries starts is knowing yourself and, and but also getting to know the person that you're, you're, um, you're in, in a relationship with. Right. <laughs> I agree. I second that. Um, I mean, we can talk about, what's really facing us. I mean, I don't, is everyone here married? No. No. So, you know, why? We can talk about what, you know, the challenges most of us are facing trying to date, why we're still single or dating or not, not married. Sorry? <laughs> All y'all women are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> See that one? I think that, that probably Sorry. works. You know <laughs> Online dating. Uh, you know, our topic is, should you learn how to be a wife or a husband? Oh, shit. Well, I mean, one of the conversations I was having earlier this week, there was a, a post that was put up asking, you know, why are there so many unmarried women and, you know, so many unmarried Black women? And, like, my response to the question was, well, math. Because, realistically, if every Black woman gets married to a Black man, there's still, like, two million of y'all just kind of sitting around waiting. Right. Um, but there's also the fact that I feel like a lot of a lot of women want to be wives, but they don't know how. Like they want to get married, right. but they don't know how to be wives. Yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna need clarification on what like what what the, what does that mean for what the, what does that sentence mean? Are you scared of y'all? Yeah, you put the screen. <laughs> I didn't say you were scared. No, I, I, I think I, I think I wanted think, clarification. What does that yeah. sentence mean? No, I think I think we should. I, for me, my biggest issue is um, we spend more time, like we don't have conversations or dialogues, right? So um, we are spending more time, especially women are trying to figure out men versus trying to understand men. 
right? And then men are doing exact same thing, right? We need to understand trying to figure out what these women want versus really trying to understand what women need. I wouldn't mind going back to what Caden said. Of course. About which? When he said women just want to be wise. Women want to be women want to be wise, but they don't necessarily know how to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just want to say, I think there's a misconception between okay. being loved and being wife. And to me, I think women want to be loved. They want to feel needed. They want a certain type of love, sure. But I wouldn't say that women want to just be wives, you well, know? My, my and, and Sorry. Only because... Just, you know, so many women I, when I, I'm in a relationship, I've been in a relationship a long time. I don't care to be married at all. That was right out the gate. I'm not going to marry you. Do I want to be with you? Sure. But that's just my own principle. I believe if two people really want to be together, they don't need to be married. I want to get up every day knowing I want to be with you. So, but at the same time, all of my, like people in my life who are single, it's not that they want to be married. They just want to have someone to, to care for and someone to care about them. You know what I mean? And, and, in, and not even so much, or sometimes I guess too, they just want to be understood a certain way. You know what I mean? So sometimes I think in a lot of ways, guys think, and maybe there are a lot of women out there that just want the ring on their finger. I don't know. But I don't think that's what it is. And I think that might be a bit of what's causing a bit of a clash here. You know, like how often do you meet men that want to be married for one? That men, that a man is going to walk around and say, women just want to be wife. <laughs> how many men really I mean, want to be married? If, if, <laughs> I know, I know enough. I know a lot of men. I know a lot of them. And my sentiment wasn't that, yeah. sentiment was, my statement was a lot of women want to be married, but some, most of them don't know how to be a wife. These are two very different things, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some women that, listen, you're good where you are. You don't want to be married. Wife is not necessarily standing in front of a judge, getting the piece of paper. You can be living with somebody over a long period of time and never get that piece of paper. It's still, you still fall into the wife category. Okay, but, so but you don't I, want to be there or have I, they just accepted so, that? I, so, like, I, I, I just need clarification. I just... Because, because I find with that statement, you know, some women just want to be a wife and, but then what is a definite, what in your perspective, because I think that's a very subjective statement for <laughs> wife and husband or whatever. It means very different things to very different people because of different stuff. You know, if you have two people who their backgrounds, religion and this, or, you know, whatever kind of gender normative like traditions inform the way they maneuver through life that can dictate what they feel is being a quote unquote wife or a husband. So when you, that's why I said, I'm curious for clarification. What does, the, what exactly when you say wife, does that mean? Because that's very subjective. So on a broader perspective, when I look at 
um, what I need, what I look for in a potential partner. Um, there is, there are certain, I need, there's certain things that I need from my partner. There's certain things that if we're going down, I need to know that I look at marriage as a, as a, as a team. Like this is a, this is, this is a company, right? So you go to, you go to any company at some point in time, you go high enough, you'll find the person that's, this is the person that's in charge, right? You have the CEO, the owner, the president, whatever it is. Now he makes the final decision, but he doesn't necessarily do so without communicating with the vice president and with the, the financial, the chief financial officer and things like that. He doesn't do that. He'll make the overall decision, but he'll have the conversation. And if you look at, for me, I look at marriage in a similar fashion. I'm comfortable in my role as a husband. I know what that role requires of me. I know what my, my job as a husband in a relationship is to put my wife in a position where she has choices in the sense that if she doesn't want to work, she doesn't have to. If she doesn't want to, I've always said that my overall, my overall goal in any relationship is to put my partner or put my wife or my girlfriend or whatever it is in a position where her other female friends hate her. Like they're just, just mad at her, like across the board because she's got it so good, right? In worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, I've in essence screwed it up for every other dude that comes after me because she's constantly going to be looking at them going, yeah, but Caden wouldn't have done that or Caden would have. And so- But you're raising the bar too high for the other dudes. That's what it comes down to. No right? problem, that's theirs, right? <laughs> and so the way that I treat my partner it's not a matter of I, you know, I'm oppressing or whatever it is. You have choices. You have, if somebody were to come to you and say, listen, um, if we want to have a family, I'm going to put you in a position where you can choose whether or not you want to work. You don't have to. If you do, great, we'll, we'll work out of that. But you also have the option and nothing is going to change in our lives. Things are going to still maintain the same. And so for me, I've worked hard to put myself in that position where I can have that conversation with my partner. Now that also comes with certain expectations for me, right? Um, if, if the way that she shows love and affection and, and things like that is, is by, and again, I'm using this as an example. I'm not saying that this is the universal truth if the way that she shows love and affection is by having dinner ready at six o'clock, then great. Is that an expectation? Absolutely not. We can order food. I'm still confused by what you mean by a wife. What do you mean? Where did I lose you? So, so not, I'm not lost. It's more so that I still don't feel like we have a good working understanding of like, since you, since you use those words, husband and wife, yeah. Um, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what, what is it that when you say they don't, they know they want to be married, but they don't know how to be a wife. What are the actions that you're expecting? So you just mentioned one as an example, but are there more like that? 
Well, so for example, based on the thread that I was referring to, um, a lot of the women on there were, I don't want to see my, like my wife is a representation of me, is a projection of me of team Forbes, right? And so I need to know that when she goes out, that she is, if anybody asks her a question or approaches her in a particular way, that whatever answer, whatever is representative of the team, we need to have the same goals, the same focus. This is where we're going. And we're going to get there together. And so, so is the thought that a lot of women aren't interested in being on that team on that, like in that way, or, and again, I emphasize this was the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've come across a lot of situations where it's more about them and less about the team. Yeah. Right? Like I've dated women that are literally just in it for the ride. Right? Because like I love to travel. I have zero issues with paying for like the vacation, the trips, the whatever. And so there, I've, I've dated some women where that's all they're in it for. Right, it's not about where we're going. You don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mildly bougie. I'm not gonna pretend, but <laughs> um, and so I have no issues with as he smokes a cigar. As he smokes a cigar. <laughs> no issues with involving my partner in that. Right. But we need to. I need to know that long run, we're in this for the same thing. Okay. Right? But if you're just in it to take. If you're just in it for the ring and for the Instagram posts and for the and for that, then I'm not about that life. See, for me, I struggle with this because I do not know many women like this, right? I right. hear about them. Yeah. Do not There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. Who are they? Were they raised by wolves? Like, who are these people? <laughs> because like, all y'all are looking at me like I'm weird, but like, I guarantee you, every dude on here has gone through them. Yeah. And I, I think I think I think what I'm finding is just to add to what Kaden was saying, and and I think I think with what Kaden's saying, a lot of some of it actually not a lot, some of it is also what he sees as the right family for him, right? Yeah. The the right structure, right? And that that works out. That's what he wants, so that would work for him. Someone like me, part of it will work for me, but not completely, right? Um, sure, like, you know, obviously, who wouldn't want to shower their ladies with gifts, right? I mean, that's your lady, and, you know, and, and men take pride in their women. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest things. You have to take pride in your woman. Um, I think what I'm finding is most women, not, no most, sorry, some women are oh. probably care less, right? Because Brian, there's you're, that you're, idea that you're, you're, I can do for myself. You're, you're breaking up. Could you oh. just repeat that last point? I missed it. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is I'm finding, for me, I find that not all women care about, you know, constantly showering them with gifts, right? Or like, oh, you can provide completely for me, so therefore I have to be on this team, right? Some people want that, you know, a little bit, I, I don't want to call it independence, but more so freedom, right? To sort of like, you know, like, yeah, I'm on the team, but I, I kind of want to make maybe this decision or that decision on my own or, you know, whatever, right? Again, going back to what we are talking about before, boundaries but i also find that you also have situations where women are really not looking for husbands you're looking for wives in the sense that they already have an idea of the lifestyle that they want and then so they meet a dude 
they meet a dude and it's like, well, this is what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. And you need to fit that profile, right? And men, what we're very good at, which is why sometimes men, we have to be very intentional when we meet a woman. And we also have to be upfront and honest is when we, if we think that you're pretty and we like you, most of the time we play along in the hopes that once I get you, I'm going to flip you on my team, right? But what you're finding nowadays is women are more stubborn. Like, nah, like, dude, I told you from the get-go that this is the team I'm on, right? So going on the days when you used to kind of like, you know, it's like when you're applying for a job, nobody applies for a job and says, hey, I'm lazy by hiring me because I'll be a great employee in the future. For me, I look at when I meet a girl as, as, a, as a job, like, a, you know, she's not going to give me an interview unless she, in that first 10 seconds, I leave an impression. It's important, right? So I submit my resume. She's going to look at it. And then maybe I might get an interview. So that's my date. And then going forward, I might be hired, right? So when I get hired, um, you know, I have to live up to certain expectations. So she has her requirements, right? But sometimes you go in there, instead of us, you go, most of us go for interviews. We never really ask our employer or our potential employer what really we're also looking for. We just kind of play along and say what they want to hear versus really being honest and intentional and saying, okay, I understand that this is what you want, but here's what I'm also looking for. Can we find a middle ground whereby we can work things and you know, maybe hopefully you know, become a union, right? So I think that's where the issue is. And then you also find in situations whereby um, you know, women are also, they're not going back to, you know, should women learn to be wise or whatever, um, women are spending more time in school now, right? So by the time you come at university, maybe you're 21, maybe get an MBA or a PhD, whatever. So by the time all of that is over, that's 26, you might want to work a few years, get some experience under your belt, and then you're 30, right? And then it's like, oh my God, like I'm 30, now I'm looking for a mate, right? So you're so like career focused, right? So throughout that, that period, you may not have really dated. Maybe you're in a relationship here and there, but to, or some, sometimes you find that you're single, right? But to be like, I, for me anyway, personally, I don't think being a husband or a wife is something that you just learn along the way. I think that's something that is, that is practice, as in, in a sense that you have to train yourself to really understand what that entails. But a lot of times we just leave that in the hopes that, well, if we meet the right person, then we're going to learn as we're going along. But then we, we find that when we're with the right person, there are so many issues because it's like a muscle. We never trained it. So now we don't even know how to deal with it, right? So I think as you're going through life, for me as a man, I'm, these are things that I'm making you know, um, note of as, okay, this is what I need to learn. Even if I'm going to provide, even if I'm going to be there financially, there are still a lot of things that women require, right? And vice versa, men the same way. Even if they're going to be great wives, there's still a lot of things that men require. But are we having a conversation in a sense? Are we learning about each other? And along the way, are we growing to groom ourselves to be great husbands and wives? Or are we just kind of like going along and hoping that once we meet the right person, we're going to make it happen, right? Because you can't suddenly get into a situation and be like, all right, I'm an expert. Right. But I guess my question is, so the question was about specifically Black women or Black people. So is this something that other groups are learning that somehow black women are missing out on or? Um, I, don't know if I don't know, I don't know about other groups, but I can only speak on my experience and my experience has only been with black women because that's where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and all of us, it's true. Like for me, it, it, it sounds a bit anecdotal, but our focus obviously is on our ladies. 
but I do have friends who've dated outside our race and they do tell me that they find like, you know, white women a lot more cooperative and, you know, they don't mind, you know, using that word, quote unquote, submissive, where our women tend to, once you say that word, it's like, whoa, whoa, what are you trying to say I'm beneath you? Or like, you know, am I, am I below you? You know what I'm saying? Like it has that negative connotation. So we can't even use that word. God help us think- if we do that's like we keep I keep hearing that kind of stuff like I've only dated black women like when I'm like oh this is my lady it's always been a black woman and I don't find that they're that they're like I know that's I know that's not what you meant like aggressive but like I don't find that black women are like oh uncontrollable um I think the men that are are dating these white women and it's like oh I have to date a white woman because she's not as aggressive or whatever the case is or not as she's not she's more compliant like you're a weak man. That's all it comes down to. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging anybody. But that's that's how I look at it. Because I've never had an issue with dating any black women where it's come to like, oh, she doesn't. She's not compliant. I don't want. I don't want compliance. I want a woman that's that's gonna love me for who I am, so I can love her for who she is. The subject that we're talking about right now is uh, why are there so many single people, and then we subdivide it to to the what is the uh, a wife or. I grew up on on TV shows like uh, Leave It to Beaver and all those black and white TV shows. My favorite t- my favorite movie is uh, Breakfast is Tiffany's. So I like that old school um, American kind of um, idyllic white picket fence kind of stuff. That's what my that's what my things are based on. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm saying that's what it's based on. So it's the the husband that goes out and and, and provides for the family. But I had to adjust that on t- over time. Um, we were talking about uh, boundaries before and how we how we things change. I had to adjust that over time. So when it comes to a wife, I want to. I, I think what Caden was saying, or along what Caden was saying, is that a lot of women that we see today, probably more in Instagram and in media, is that there are these independent black women, and they're, they're they go out and they do their own thing, and they don't. They it's like the role that a woman should still play. It's like, I'm okay with a black woman getting a job and being her own boss. But when you're at home, you still like, sorry, not home, but like when you're in a relationship, there should still be the gender kind of roles in the sense that uh, there's still respect as that, that is the man at the house. He's the protector because that in the end, that's what a woman wants is a protector. Like that's what it comes down to. We're like, that is when you go back into the when you wash everything and, and wash everything down, you get the, the the first principles is that you want a protector and a provider, right? But I think a lot of women have taken on this role of um, of that. So it's it's they don't allow a man to be a man in that sense. Like they they're they're they want to take on that role because I think um, they grew up unfortunately in a lot of our in our, a lot of our black. Uh, family units, it was the strong black woman, right? So then the, we we grew up with the, we now have we're now dating these strong black women that don't don't um, allow the man to just play that one role. If that makes sense, anybody get me on that? It does. I'm I'm curious. It's it's really it's interesting because I'm just curious because to hear this input, it's how do I say that? Like, so how do you reconcile? Because it's a woman and it's a black woman because that is a unique experience in this world and with what we go through. And then, you know, with the things that are deposited on us, we're angry or we have to be the strong black woman or we have to be the backbone and stuff. 
But sometimes you just want to be, it's like, can I just be me? And can I navigate through this world being me and being authentically me? And in me doing that, is it possible for you not to read it as emasculating you? Can we just look at it as possibly rising higher? And I, I hear maybe I hear to a degree what you're saying, like, but I think there's a difference between somebody shutting somebody else off. But this hard definition of you have to you have to be this type of woman. And maybe I'm mishearing it because I know for me navigating, I I I like to I, I'm a woman who identifies as a woman. I enjoy being a woman and I guess in all the traditional things, you know, makeup, this, that, and all that. But also part of me is being somebody who has certain goals I want to achieve that are and certain things I want to achieve in my life on my own credit. There is, I have my own individuality. I don't believe that that means it has to be at the sacrifice of a man, but I don't see why that has to be a conflict. And I don't see why me bringing that, I just wonder about the dangers of assigning these rigid roles. It's just, it was just interesting to me, like hearing Caden and hearing Brian even describing relationships as a job or looking at it as work. And I understand, and I understand why that metaphor was used, but once you start interacting and dealing with people and relationships and intimacy is formed, it's like, yes, I will appreciate you as a provider and all that you have done for me. But what about the moments when you can't? You still need to know that I'm going to be there just as when the moments when I can't be that, I need to know that you're going to be there and that we're in this together. So rather, I'd like to look at this as we're on this journey. Can we travel together? I think it's very refreshing hearing you say that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> The we don't personally, and I think me and Kaden probably speak to. We don't hear a lot of women speak like that, right? Um, I honestly, as a man, I I I think we are I think we are lonely, like we are alone because we're not heard, right? I find that sometimes when I talk to my boys, it's almost if they are really afraid of speaking what's happening internally or mentally because one again they might be looked at a certain way. Um, might be even seen as weak, um, you know, just, just very, very difficult for our men, especially because we always have to be tough because we are not tough then our women are going to look at us weak, right? Because our women are tough, right? But then sometimes I find that when you talk to ladies as well, they don't really want to be tough. Exactly. No, yeah. Don't right? always be the strong black woman and it's like... Yeah, they don't, they don't really want to be tough. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is um, we are not having the proper conversation to learn and understand one another. I think we are just really trying to figure out each other and just kind of take it as we go, right? And so our, the sisters are caught up in these situations whereby it's like, well, 
I don't really have anybody that really gets me. So I'm just going to use this word called independent. Well, what are you independent from? Like, you know what I mean? We are interdependent. We don't, we can't live without each other. We need one another. And going back to what you were saying, uh, Kanima, it's exactly it, right? So, but I think we probably start off with changing our mindset, um, having a safe space to have a conversation, have a conversation. And also um, be honest and intentional from the jump, but, right? Don't go I, in it with with the mindset that, well, it's going to be okay, right? We have to be intentional and honest from the very beginning. And that's, that's something that we're not doing a lot of because, and most of us men, I'll speak, myself included, we are usually, because we are folks that are attracted to the physical first before we even get to know you as a person, Sometimes you can be infatuated so hard that we would just go along with anything you say. Even if you said, hey, this rubs me this way, I'm not even hearing you, right? Like I hear you, but I'm not listening. So I'm not processing what you're saying because I just really just love the image of you and the idea of you, but not the human of you. It's, you know? Sorry, sorry, my apologies. Just really quickly, I just wanted to say, I feel like, in regard, you know, just everything everyone's saying that there's an element of creativity missing when you meet someone. You know, it should be organic. You know, there's there's a and 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 I think sometimes we show up with too many expectations. You know, and not re not remembering that not everybody's like you, right? And the relationship is separate from us. It's our baby, the relationship. You know what I'm saying? So because if I guess if you can kind of look at it that way, that's something we're always creating. We're always changing and, and nurturing and you know what I mean? It's it's an ongoing, it's a work in progress, you know? Yeah. So I think sometimes we're showing up with too much. I'm like this and this is what I expect, and I'm really hoping you can give me that. So I mean, you know, and then where's the space for intimacy where is the space for discovery where is the space yeah, for that explore if i may like one of the, the three women on this panel um all reacted like where are you meeting these women i don't know anybody <laughs> like <that>. they exist <laughs> the three men on this panel has we've all experienced them and so i've had i can't tell you the number of times i've had this conversation and the overall, the overarching thing that really kind of stands out is women such as yourself, and, and please, I'm not generalizing, but the, the good women, the, the women that are in it for the right reason, we, you meet somebody, you have the conversation like, this is where we're going, and you're about it. It's, it's team, whatever. Let's go. Let's get this done, right? Those ones are they're the exception, not the rule. Because based on our experience, based on the interaction that, and I feel comfortable saying that Greg has had and that Brian has had and that I've had, that's not the norm. What is norm is are the women that are in it specifically for the adventure. Women that are in it specifically for the now. Right. And so that's what we've been dealing with because 
I had this conversation yesterday and, and I was talking to this young lady and she was like, none of my friends, you know, all my friends are like me, like we're, 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 we're great. We're, you know, we, we know what it's like to be a wife. We know what it, we want to take care of our partner. We want to take care of our men. We want to have a family. We want to build this. Right. And so when I was talking to her, the question that I asked was, where do you spend majority of your time? Like before COVID, what do you do? Right. And it's like from time to time I'd go out, but I go out with my girlfriends. You go out in like a pack and then you'll get like a booth and you'll go to a club and you'll drink and you guys will like hang out with each other. Right. And then I'm like, well, what else do you do? It's like, oh, we'll go to each other's houses for like, you know, we'll have dinner and we'll have like wine and we'll have cheese and we'll like, we'll hang out with one another. The problem or the challenge with that is in order for a man, the, the right kind of man to meet you guys, we would have to break into your house to find you. Right. Whereas realistically, when we go to a club, the wrong kind of women those women are putting in work. They're peacocking like a son of a bitch, yeah. right? They're out there and they're coming up to you at the club. They're out there and they're wearing the short skirts and they have the fake boobs and the fake ass and the, and the whole thing. And let's be honest, we're men, we are visual creatures. There's a reason why porn is as popular as it is because we see it, we get excited, that's it. Nobody watches porn for the acting, right? right? We're watching it because Sorry. we see it. <laughs> I feel like, but okay. So if if there if she's peacocking and you have identified that she's she's likely the wrong type of woman, but she's putting in work, how is that the other girl's fault? I'm well, not thinking like that. It's your fault. I don't think we're thinking at all when we see that though. Like you're not thinking at all. Like, this is like boom, that that's attracting us. We're not thinking about like is, is she wifey material or not. It's just like so. Sorry, then I guess, so what, so what, what would you have the right, like, what, what was your suggestion to this girl then? That well, she should different clothes or? Make yourself more available. I don't know. Listen, I want yeah. to find that person, but I don't know where you are. So in the meantime, I got to deal with a little Miss Chickenhead over here that I know may not necessarily be the right one, right? right. But you know what? She looks good. I can bring her out with my friends and everybody's like, yo, that's good. But I know she's not marriage material. Okay, but Kaden, well, I, so, yeah, so, but, so, I don't know. Can I just speak to that? The other half of that, hold on. The other half is that we are doing the same thing. So I probably want to talk have okay, a so I have how, a solution. Can we just let Imani talk? I want to hear what she has to say. Go ahead. The reality is you're saying we need to make ourselves more available. And then I guess magically you all would stumble upon us. I'm saying <laughs> we are going to the club. We are making the best of the situation. We are trying to have our fun because no one is talking to us. No, we have probably made ourselves available and we're like, you know what? No one has ever hollered at us, but you know what? We, we push in through. We're gonna make the best of our lives. We're gonna have a good time. I'm out with my girls. I'm gonna have fun. If we were waiting on Kaden and Brian and, and the rant, like the, the good guys that are out there to stop find looking us. at the ass and the tits, we would have just You just you're out with your girls, you guys are cool enough. I'm not gonna run like as a black man. If I see a group of three or more black, I'm not going over there. Right. Listen, and that's not even that's not even it. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to add to that. Like, when if if for me, I would walk up. Like, but here's the thing. Me walking up, right? A lot of times, I think women don't understand the the courage that I ha a man has to must master up. 
like they have to muster up so much courage to walk up to you, okay? And are you are you only have literally I have literally less than ten seconds to impress you. Otherwise, it's a no. It doesn't matter how I look, whatever. It just can be a no. It could be my breath came off wrong, and it's no. I smile the wrong way, and it's a no. Or some girls just wanna you just say you just say no for no sake. Yeah, and then say, well, if you like me, chase me. Uh, excuse me, like, come on, like we are in this together. Like we, like we, you need me as much as I need you. I'm not, I'm not saying that a man shouldn't chase a woman. I'm not saying that. I think sometimes it's true when a man chases a woman. There's, you know, you do value because you work for it, right? But there are also situations whereby you get it. You're like, okay, you know what I mean, <laughs> right? Right. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that um. I think ladies, sometimes you, you're saying you're making yourself available, but are you really making yourself available? I mean, showing up to the club is a nice thing. Like, it's cool. Like, whatever. You can be there and you're like, yeah, I'm here. Like, talk to me, right? But what's the likelihood of you saying no to me? Especially if you came out and maybe four other dudes came. Like, you saw four other dudes that you thought were cute. But me, that you thought I'm okay. I walk up to you like, well, I'm making myself available for the other four. So... You know, bye, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like... Hey, Brian, to that, I just... <laughs> we've heard um, your perspective and everything, and I get it that, yeah, it's hard to go up. But so this is what, maybe before you came up, there was that dude who was like, hi, ladies, how's it doing? Nice night. Yes, thank you. Can I send that? Okay, sure. Uh, can I get your number? No, um, I'm... Bitch! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hi, um... <laughs> You're pretty. Thank you. But that's all. See, this is why I don't even talk to black women. I'm saying things that have actually happened. So maybe, but, but there's a reason we travel in packs too. It's not only, yeah, we want to spend time with our girls and fun. We travel in packs for our safety. But have you thought about have you thought about that dude that, that those guys that said that? Have you thought about the fact that they must have so much courage to walk up to you and you said Ryan, no? Ryan, I am telling you, there's not courage involved with that. There's threat, you fear for your life, you fear okay. for your safety. And I that might be, I'm not sure you might understand that reality if you know that. Understand. Doesn't I completely have to be empathize. Reality, yeah. But when we go in groups. Part of that is, okay, we're with our friends, but literally it is our safety. We go to the bathroom together. We're checking up, looking, because shit happens to us. And when shit happens to us, very, very likely nothing gets done about it. And that's that's just women, period. Now, add being a black woman, there's just acceptable disrespect in society towards us whether we like to admit that or not or this i'm not saying i accept it personally or this but there's a certain level of accepted disrespect towards black women that society has said that's okay so when we maneuver a lot of that also comes out of self-protection. So I'm not dismissing the fact that it takes a lot of courage to come up to you and say, but it also takes a lot of courage. If I've gone there and danced and maybe looked at you and said, hi, I, that's, I'm not maneuvering anymore because that could be me 
getting in an alley, getting raped, getting beaten, getting getting a drink, something slipped in my drink. That's just actually my reality. I'm not taking anything away from the fact that black women have, you guys have a, a, a difficult road to hold. There's no question about it. And also, oh, sorry, yeah. one more thing. One more thing also I wanted to add to that. And on top of that, if we do get any attention, that we should be oh so grateful thank you for showering with this attention that you have given me and everything oh god oh no 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 i don't know i don't know what kind of guys you're meeting but that's not i'm just saying the messaging that gets well i mean i i take i take offense to that comment because like especially the three of us on here all three men has shown nothing but respect to the three women that on here when I approach, I have been in situations where I've approached somebody respectfully, a black, because I prefer black women, hands down, no question, right? Um, I've been, I can list off a number. There was a point. There was, I was in an elevator with a young lady. She was crying. Um, she was visually distraught, and so just out of concern as a human being, my comment was, "Hey, are you okay?" Do you need, and like I was looking for like a tissue to kind of give her to, you know, maybe wipe her face or whatever it is. She didn't answer. So I thought maybe she didn't hear. Cause I, I, I went into the situation soft because I didn't, I, I, it was evident that she wasn't okay. So like, I went back up to her. I'm like, Hey, do you, do you need anything? Are you, are you all right? And hands down, no question. She turns around, looks me dead in my face. That was my, my own fucking business. Right now. There's a, a, another situation where I was at a restaurant with a friend of mine. We were having lunch. This girl walked into the restaurant, beautiful girl. So like, it was just like one, I, one of the comments that I made to my friend was just like, she's gorgeous. Like that's like, I don't know anything about her, but visually she's, she's stunning. Right. And he's like, well, go talk to her. I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. And I got a call from my PA. I went outside, I was on the phone. He was messaging me like, dude, come in and talk to this girl. She's about to leave. So as she's leaving the restaurant, I went up to her and I said, excuse me, miss. And her response to me was, turn, hand to my face, fuck off. Right? So it's as much as you guys have had kind of the, hey, you're a bitch. We've also had the mind your own fucking business. We've also had the fuck off. But society expects us to brush that shit off and keep going, right? So I walk up to a group of women and they just shred me and send me packing. And so not only do I got to deal with the fact that I just got shredded by a bunch of women, I got to go back to my friends who are like, aha, you got punked your fudge. Like all of that, right? But I got to shake that off and I got to go back into the same situation if I want to meet someone, especially if I want to meet a black woman, because that's my preference. I um, I just want to add to that. Um, so in regards to like the, the compliments, right? For me, personally, as a man, um, growing up, um, I first of all, I love complimenting black women. I think we don't compliment our women enough. You don't. So, so I think any that's chance what I, I meant can, by that comment about we yeah. should be so thankful because of what you just said. No, yeah. Like, I think any chance we get, we should compliment our women. But I think we also have to be, um, co we compliment politely, not sexually. 
right? Because she doesn't want to be constantly sexualized, right? She wants to be appropriately com uh, complimented so she can feel good about herself, right? So for me, that's something that as a man growing up, I had to learn, like, okay, I need to understand that there is complimenting someone sexually that makes them feel uncomfortable and is actually complimenting someone um, properly that makes them feel good about themselves, right? It's a difference. I think a lot of a lot of us men haven't really taken note of that. The fact that we've given you a compliment and use the word sexy, you're supposed to be like, "Hey, thank you." But what I'm finding is a lot of women don't really want to hear that. They want you to, "Oh my God, like I love your hair, or like you look beautiful, or that's a nice outfit you've got on, or where'd you buy it? Like your makeup is so well done, like things like that, right?" So for me, as a man, that's something that I realized that I had to learn. Um, um, as I was getting older, that okay, you need to find sort of like a way to speak to the women because they are, they're probably getting harassed daily and they're tired of it. So when you come up to them with the same approach, it's like, well, even though your intentions were not like that, yeah. it's perceived as that because they've heard that so many times, right? And if I'm um, between walking up to a group of black women that I think are fantastic, that I think are amazing, she's beautiful, and all that stuff, versus me just kicking it at the bar and some random chicken head walks over accidentally on purpose bounces into me gives me the look and we start chit-chatting and that's who i'm dancing with for the rest of the night if i have to choose between taking a risk and going to the woman that there's this 90 percent possibility that she is the right one she is as far as intellectual as far as conversation she's not you know she doesn't do certain things versus the woman that's making it, it's a passive lead resistance. Yeah, but if you're sitting at a bar and she bumped into you, you're, you're basically waiting for the Hail Mary. Hang on, hang on. If Imani was saying something. I didn't hear what she said. But hang on, you're um, oh, I was okay. saying, what you do? <laughs> if you do? If you pick the path of least resistance, then that's the girl that you got. Well, that's yeah. just the thing is, guys, sorry. Um, I have a lot of points I wanted to hit on, but I'll hit on this point with the group and things like that. So we are talking, like approaching a group, definitely women don't approach a group of men to, to, to try to hit on one guy. And men are a little more, um, have a little more bravery in, in, in it to approach a group of women. But even in doing that, it's, it's not... It's not easy. And it's it, like for me, I don't, I usually wait until the person that I really want to talk to it's has broken away from the group. Like a <laughs> has broken away from the group. You can have courage again. The same thing I was saying. Right? You separate it from me. back and then you bounce. Yeah. Because if you read, I read the book, um, I read the book, The Game. And that is, the, that is, that is what a lot of people are, that's what uh, a lot of people do. Because when you approach that group, you're being judged by, the entire group and then Everybody. they will all gang like they will all gang up on you so i like yeah. to wait until the person breaks away or is it with one other person so i think that's what the problem is finding safe space someone had mentioned about safe space i like the idea of safe space and i feel that um in relationships today there is no safe space right yeah. we go into these relationships and then everybody is in this defensive mode and no one is like just allowing you're at home, you're not allowing it to be a safe space for you and your partner. It's your, you know, it's, it's feels like there's a competition and there's no, like, like Caden was saying, there's no team, like you're in a relationship and the best relationships I've ever had 
both of us were acting as a team working towards a specific goal and that was it, it was us it was me and you it was bonnie yeah. and Clyde, and that was what worked right but uh most of the relationships i've been in since it's been like i feel like we're not on the same page like this person doesn't like i, I i'm open i lay my i lay the book out and say this is what's going on this is what this is this is me like i don't care i have nothing to hide you're you're the person i'm sleeping with i have nothing to hide from you but that person because of her experiences with other dudes that were like jerks, she's brought that into our relationship. Even though I'm an open book, like if you're in a relationship with me, there's nothing you don't know. The same kind of thing is not, it's not passed on to me, like that kind of thing. So it's like people are, I think what it is when it comes to a wife back to the whole, that whole situation is that we need to both the men's side and the female side, we need to start realizing it is a team and we need to act like that. It's like, yeah, you have your separate goals. Yeah, you're independent. Yeah, you're working your, your job. But in the end, when we're together, we're working towards a common goal. And what is that common goal? It's like the 2.5 kids, the picket fence and you know the ring on the finger walking on the aisle. That is our goal, and that's what we're working towards. Whether you're running your own little business and I'm running my own little business, or you're working at corporate and I'm working at corporate, or I'm working at retail, both men and women, I think from my perspective is women are more, they're afraid of losing the independence that they've all worked for so, so hard. And then when it comes to Black women, my experience is that you've grown up with this strong, like my you're bringing in if the female is bringing in these lug, these baggages of like past bad relationships or even if the guys bring in these um ideas of bad these ideas of what he wants in a relationship like it's not going to work out you have to sit down and as two people that are that are in love and that want to move forward together to gain you know to gain whatever together you have to set up a safe space and share with each other and say this is our team and this is what happened in the past but we can grow together and start a new a new life. And you have to be, it, what it comes down to is that you just have to be an open book and be honest because any kind of mistrust is not gonna allow this relationship to go forward. And again, I know I'm, I'm going on, but I just wanted to hit these points. When we have these groups, because there are a lot, and I totally understand that these groups of women are for security because I think, I don't think men at all can relate to the fear or, or the, the dangers that black female or females on a whole face on a day-to-day. -day 300-pound black man. I ain't gonna worry about shit. We okay. don't. That's right. I'm I'm not like I'm 200 pounds. I've never had to worry about nothing. Never nope. had to worry about nothing. But I know that I like when we're talking to my female friends. They and just females on uh, just period like they worry about things that we don't even understand. It's it's just like how we worry as black people about things or we have to deal with things that white people don't have to deal with. Like I was watching a video today, my sister sent me and it was about how black people have to switch between white yeah. and black. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. Men, we, we don't understand that women are, they're living a totally different life when it comes to their security than we do. We, we can walk down the street. Caden, you and I, we can walk down the darkest alley and nobody's going to mess with us. Dude, right. I got lost in Mexico. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that applies to every man. Well, but. no. <laughs> there is a height limit. What, what, what I'm, I'm saying is, here's, here's my thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, we definitely have to acknowledge the the safety 
of our women as a yeah. uh, priority. The, 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 what I wanted to add, I should go and just want to say that when, when you see a pack of women and you want to talk to one in there that you like, just make sure you acknowledge everybody's important because women work with references. So if her other girlfriends don't like you, even if she thought you were cute, you're not, you're not, you're not getting it. So if you're, if you're waiting, if you're waiting to separate, if you're waiting to separate her and she's the hottest one, the, the other average ones will never separate. Okay. So just go in there and acknowledge everybody and let them know. That you think they're all fine, okay? No, <laughs> I just want to put that in there. Listen, you gotta acknowledge everybody. The, the type of women we are, if 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 we're representative of the type of women that you quote unquote you like say, we're with women we like. We're our we're with our mates, our buddies, and everything. We see each other. We. We are our biggest cheerleaders for each other. But you inflate so each other's when egos. There's a man coming in. <laughs> yeah, you're coming to say hi to me. And like, you can make it clear, it's me. But if you've given that courtesy, hi, ladies, or this, that simple, like, respect knowledge, it's like, ooh. <laughs> and I tell you not and go, go talk to him. I mean, this is so super, but it is like, I do have a point to make. But, but, but just touching on what, but, but, I trust and believe him. Anyways, but aside from that, something that Gregory hit on that I think was so on point, which is why, like, once again, just to, you know, shout out that this is why things like this are important to do. Because I think what is like really fundamentally lacking is at the end of the day, just listening to the three of you and from what I've heard from the three of us is at the end of it, we just want to be heard. But are we entering situations, both of us, are both individuals taking accountability to listen? Because ultimately we want to, okay, but can I listen? And that is a big thing. And to say you're not going to be coming into a relationship, unless you were like 13 or something, you are coming into something with baggage. You have had experiences. You have had things affect you. In I'm order to deny that is, is either just idiotic or naive. But to recognize that and say, okay, these are my issues. These are This is the baggage. This is my experience. Yet, despite that, I see that I'm working through that or I'm at this stage and I'm listening to you and you're hearing me. And I think that once we start listening and hearing each other, then we don't even need to use the flagpoles of definitions of wife, husband. And that. And I know I'm being like maybe a little bit wudgy-wudgy here, but like I know that's what we reference wife, but... We are look. We are looking and connecting with that person because, at the end of the day, it's about an intimate connection that is unique to you and that person you have met. But I feel until we start really listening to each other and communicating with each other, and unless a basis of respect between both of us, and things like this, what is happening, need to happen more. 
not in a tit for tat kind of way, like, oh, so let me one up you, but okay, what is going on with you? What is your perspective? That's interesting. Okay, now that I hear that and see that and understand that, here's my perspective and here's what's coming on. How can we listen to each other better and hear each other? I think I think what we need is um is more 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 like uh sitting down with with uh like a relationship coach because even i mean like i'm open like if, yeah, if but some of these relationship know. coaches that are out there are peddling themselves as relationship coaches yeah it's true i've been there too but um i think what we need though is is dialogue between the two people because i've been in relationships where like i said i'm open i really have nothing to hide not, i'm not afraid of anything so let's let's just let's go but a lot of women that i've dated whether it's like long term or just like kicking it they're not open right and it's they even though i've given them a safe space i'm like listen like when you're with me anything goes like we just cool like whatever i'm not I, I don't judge you i don't care like i'm not god i don't judge you but they still are closed off from me right so i think we need a space um or we need some kind of system some kind of process somewhere that we can sit down as couples with uh, an intermediary and talk about certain things because i think when we're in relationships we're afraid to say some say something to the other person and I think if we could find a space where uh, we're both comfortable to share, that's going to be uh, a better outcome for Black families because, you know, you, it, there's no hiding. There's nothing to hide and it's just a safe space. But the problem is, here's the thing. All of that is 100% factual. Everything that Kanima said, everything that Gregory said, factual. But you have to build towards that. Before we get to that point, where I'm trying to understand your POV, we're talking to a therapist, we're going to, we have to first get to get past that initial meet. And if that initial meet in the club, at a restaurant, on the street, whatever it is, if that is met with hostility, if that is met with rejection, if that is met, then again, y'all are, like I said, in the big, when we first had this conversation, one of the I love the fact that all three of the women on here were like, I don't know any women that are like that. But the reality is there's a huge percentage of women that are. And so this conversation is more specifically around them. You guys are the exception, you're not the rule. We have to operate in the reality of the rule. And so the reality of the rule is Yes, you're at a club, you meet somebody for the first time, she's with her girlfriends, there's a strong possibility that she's going to shred you when you go up and talk to her, right? And so that's what, when, we, when we're walking up to you, when we've kind of mustered all our courage and, you know, we've taken a couple of extra drinks of that Henny and we're feeling ourselves and we're walking up to you, we're still walking up to you with that fear of what is, is she going to reject me? And if so, what does that look like? You guys are speaking from the point of view of where you are and what your understanding is. And I get that. So this stuff sounds very foreign to you because you guys don't think along that line. I but also you're not, the men, quickly. But you're not the men walking up to us. But, but that's the other thing yeah. too. You're not the men 
walking up to us. There's a reason that there's the term fuck boys, you know, going around. There's, uh, I mean, I have, I know, I can say, I'll put my hand in but fire how do you, for how, do you, how would you know if, if a guy that's walking up to you, how would you but, know if no, you or she? I'm not, I'm, but I'm saying just as how you have said that the women you're approaching are the men who approach us. It's like, all right, hi. he says these wonderful things. Yeah, okay, you can have my number and everything and let's talk in this. And uh, he should have met that girl who you guys met because they were on the same level because yeah. he's that's not what he was interested in. So you have sometimes, I'm not saying all, but you do have on the inverse, a lot of the conversations I hear about from my friends who sound like the kind of women you'd want to meet, just going, they're, they're all, they fuck boys because they, they say one thing, we communicate, and then they start wanting to play games. And I'm not here to play games. I'm just here to communicate and be myself. And you know, and this, and then after a while, it's like, fuck, what could, like, where are the good men? So guys, oh, so it's I, was, I was just going to add to impasse. that, if that's okay. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Uh, I just want to, so going back to, I mean, speaking to what um, Kanima said, and I think I said these points earlier, so I'm going to reiterate, which is, um, we have to be intentional, and we also have to have honesty with our approach. I think it's very important. Um, I think most of us are too grown to be playing games. So I do understand how you feel. Um, so obviously you have to be on the same wavelength. I think also before you get into a, a new relationship, I think what we also need to do is self-reflect. So you cannot get in a new relationship hoping that that will help, you know what I'm saying, heal your past wounds, right? Sometimes we think that will help because we are moving on, but you're really just passion things up because you, your new our current relationship might just be a trigger for you, right? Something that a person might do might trigger certain things that may, you know, open up, you know, some bag baggages that you probably didn't want to bring along, but you know, it's here because you never really took the time to heal, right? The other thing also is we don't do therapy. I always say when you go through anything and it's traumatic, you got to do therapy. I, I think in our community, especially being a black man, therapy is really looked at in in a very negative way like you you have a mental disorder if you do therapy you know it's like but we all need help and it's okay to get help like if you're going through a relationship can be traumatic it can break you right it, it can you can develop all kinds of mental issues anxiety whatever get therapy get help and take time self-reflect heal and grow right it's important the other thing i also want to say is um um I hate that word independent in a relationship setting. <laughs> and the reason why I hate that word is because it's been thrown around so much that half the time I'm not even sure what the person is trying to really say. Because if you say I'm independent and then usually they say I'm independent, next word is I don't need you, right? So, and if you don't need me, then why am I here? Men, I'll be honest, as a man, we like to be needed because we like to know that we can fix things. You know, yeah. we can provide, we can, you know, be the solution you need in your life. We can, you know, be that pillar, right? After you, because waving the independent flag around, then what's the importance of me being 
in a relationship with you, right? So I think we have to start understanding that. Uh, and that's what I was saying that we need to learn to understand each other versus trying to figure out each other, like right? The, the term independence, the term pride, the term ego, it goes it goes out the window and it goes for the men too, not just the women. It goes for the men too. A lot of us all that kind of relationship goes easily bruised and and it's like and, yeah. and and I think that women have to be conscious of that because you know men we are sensitive even though we don't like to admit it we are and it's and, a fact and that's a, and that's and that's a, <laughs> and that and Brian that's a problem we have to get to a space where a man can be very comfortable being saying I'm a sensitive guy without it being a Judge. blight or judgment on his masculinity we need to it is astounding to me as a black community with the amount of trauma we have just historically systemically culturally on a consistent daily basis that we are so averse to therapy if you look at some of our but because some of us are so disconnected from our roots and culture that healers were are a part of our culture where does that come from where that is a rudimentary and we need to be okay with that we need to be okay with a man being able to cry we need to be okay with a man being like i ain't got this and i don't know what to do at the same time as a woman i need to be like i'm a fucking mess and i'm i'm upset and i i don't have it figured out right now can you just hold me and can i just cry we need we need to embrace our vulnerability but we also need to also not the stigmas we have attached to therapy to any to mental to mental um whether it's any form of mental illness or mental um trauma and we don't because we just don't and we need to get over that because unless we do i feel our communication between each other is always going to be skewed but it's just that like it's sorry i i don't want to, before i start saying anything i i want to give iman and, and imani and patricia and I'll yeah sorry yeah, i feel so bad because y'all are just like yeah, we haven't heard from patricia for a while right like i'm gonna just shut up for a second and let y'all by the way i love your name imani been in a long-term relationship too right like, if anybody can talk it should be patricia is like gonna go It's either she's going to be like, one out of two things are going to happen. She's going to walk away from this and be like, ah, oh, I'm perfect. I'm so happy in a middle relationship. Or she's going to be like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I have like so many different thoughts going through my brain just listening to you guys. The one thing that's on the top of my tongue is like, I know way too many beautiful black men and women not with each other or getting to know each other or... You know, there's just so much mistrust, man. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I don't I don't know why we don't see and maybe we do see partnerships in each other, but something's missing, you know? And I don't know what it is. And and all this ancestral trauma and it's hard, man. It's hard. And like, you know, saying, you know, men are sensitive. Men need to also maybe the one i've dealt with one i don't <laughs> men <laughs> need to also you know be honest with your sensitivities 
my my partner's a Pisces and he's the most sensitive sign of the zodiac and I can't even say that word sensitive around him because he becomes very sensitive right <laughs> and it's just like bro it's okay like I love you for who you are. I'm sensitive to certain things too. You can't say certain things to me either. I'm sensitive with certain things too. But it's like, I think too, sometimes I kind of feel like women are, or some of the ones I know, are like completely on the table and put her, but I feel like some guys aren't vulnerable enough. Yeah. Because in the past- And, and then you get angry. But you know, the, anger can't be the only one, the default. Well, that's been, in the past when we've shown that vulnerability, it's been turned around. I, I, I can only speak for myself. I've literally been in a situation in a relationship where I'm like, I've made the decision that, you know what, I'm going to do this shit different. I'm going to show me. Been I'm there. Gonna, right? I'm going to show me, and this is who I am. And so, that person that takes that experience, flips it around and uses it against me, right? And so that's the struggle that we deal with is we don't know who to be vulnerable with because as a, as a society, we've been told all our lives, don't cry, don't feel that, don't say that, don't do, and, and even as an adult, I've been in situations where I've had I, I walk around, as I, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm six foot four, 300 pounds. I'm not a small man. Most people are small to me, regardless of what their height is, right? So I walk around the world, basically trying, giving you the diet coke version of myself. I'm guessing you're a big baby, man. The full version of Kate. <laughs> because I, every time I've released like the full version of Katie, right? yes, it has a big baby inside, man. Say every, <laughs> every time I've, I've every time I've been like, "Yo, this is me." I'm gonna put, I'm gonna take it out. I'm gonna put it on the table. This is me. Every time I've done that, historically, my experience have shown me that the individual that I've done that with will take that and turn it against me. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you this really quickly? Have, have you, did you receive a sign prior to that giving that this person wouldn't receive it and love it and nurture it and respect it? Did no, you see a sign in that person? No, you should ask for it. Was it as maybe if it. I do this, this will happen? Was it no, a No, because here's the thing. At the time that you're doing that, you're having the conversation where it's like, I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to be honest with me. You don't yeah. see that in the beginning. It's like you have the conversation where, yo, I'm going to be my real self. And then that multiple, if it happened once, it would be like, all right, so that's that person. But there has been multiple times. And so subsequently what's happened is I've created rules. And this is where this kind of goes back to what we were initially talking about, about setting boundaries. I've created boundaries and I've created blocks to protect myself. Yeah. until I'm sure that this is the person that I can trust with, that I can be vulnerable with, and that I can show my real self. One of the things I wanted to say earlier is like, as far as my partner goes, I don't give a fuck if you're the vice president of the world. You can be that out there. And I will be front row center, cheering you on, right? I will be your biggest number one fan. fan. Number one fan out there. I got you, 
right? However, when we're in our home, it's different. Leave that shit out there. Right? We're in our home. This is it's a different setting. Dynamic. It's a different dynamic. So if you want to run the planet out there, if you want to go and you want to be an actor, movie star, singer, whatever, I'm gonna buy the ticket. I'm gonna be front row fucking twerking. If that's what you're required of me as your man, I'm about it. But when we get inside, it's a different dynamic. And so the challenge that I've had is some of the women that I've dated, they try to trend, they try to take what they are out there and bring it inside. And that's not, that doesn't work for me because you can be boss lady out there and you can brush it out there. But in our home, it's different. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, we're at like two hours and I know Pat is about to go. I, I wanted to, in closing, I know like this conversation, we can close or we can continue. It's totally up to you guys. Like I'm okay with keep going, I gotta be. Um, but I know Pat's got to go. So I just wanted to give her an opportunity to say anything that she wanted to say before she uh, she uh, bounces. And I think Imani wanted to say something as well. Yeah, Imani. I can find as well. I can't go with Beyond. Okay. Hmm? We didn't hear what you said. Oh, I'm waiting for you. I also have to go. I can't go as. Okay. So um, before before you guys bounce up, let me let's. Why don't we just close here? You guys were a great panel. I'd love to have you guys back on. We could probably do a like uh, another another talk on whatever topic you guys want. But uh, since uh, these two ladies have to go, the last couple of things I, I wanted to say is uh, back to the whole clubbing and things like that. I've never liked clubs. I think what we need is a is a black lounge where we can go in, chill, and actually have conversation and reduce. You know what I mean? I think that's what we really need. And if you guys know mine. any, pardon? My my eardrums. I'm, I'm getting younger. That would be so cool. Yeah, I remember I went to one in New York like years and years and years ago, and it was amazing. It was all black people. I think it was called the Red Lounge in Manhattan. Yeah, and, uh, it was amazing. Huh? I know that place. I know Red Lounge. Oh, yeah? It was amazing. Yeah. Dude, so good. Yeah. And then uh, to therapy, you guys were talking about therapy. I think we all need therapy. Um, I've gone to therapy several times. I've sat down and talked to lots of people. Like, it's it's so much of a relief to do stuff like that. And we need to try to incorporate it into our Black communities more because of, if anybody needs therapy, it's us, right? We, our, our people have gone through so much and we continue to go through so much and we take on all this stuff and we laugh it off because we, we are we are more powerful than anyone else on this planet that we can carry this load but we shouldn't have to carry this load and we should uh, somehow offload all of this stuff so we can have a semblance of a normal life without the stuff that we have to carry then crying and sensitivity I remember crying like literally bawling because I was losing the woman and uh, like a, her, her son. I was losing a family that I thought I was gonna be like married to. This is all I wanted. And it was ending because I still don't know exactly why, right? And I bawled and she just like, like it was, it was, it was a nightmare because she was completely stoic. Nothing. And I remember I'm like, I'm never gonna cry again for another woman. But after getting over that thought, and through meditation and through talking to people, I realize I can't bring that into another relationship. If I'm in love with another woman, she should be able to see my vulnerabilities and my sensitivity and my tears. 
I shouldn't allow someone in the past to take that away from me. I never look at a man as weak for crying, right? Never. I never, because it's like, oh, that's what women do. That's what girls do. No, that's what human freaking beings do, dude. You're emotional. Let it out. Pardon? So did you say thought or thought? <laughs> what? All I'm saying is, guys, yo, live your truth. I didn't say thought. I'm just making sure. Like, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking about chicken heads or something like that. I know what's going on over there. I know what's going on over there. Like, <laughs> mute your microphone, please. Did you say thought or thought? Because you just do different things. Thought. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know where you heard it, but I, it wouldn't have been thought. It's thought. All right. Just, just clarifying, bro. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So anyways, guys, yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on my podcast and uh, sharing with everyone and being open and being vulnerable and just giving. And I loved it. And I, I want I want to have you guys back on. And what I'll be doing is uh, I'll be putting up the, the different kind of shows that or show ideas that I have. And if you guys are interested, just reach out to me and then we'll do another panel. We'll try to we'll try to keep it in an hour because I know time flew by. We didn't even realize it. Right. Uh, you guys were a great panel and I hope to have you guys back on uh, talking about whether you're acting and you're writing Konima, uh, Ryan talking about your, 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 uh, your clothing brand, Patricia, of course, yoga, Imani, the marketing, digital stuff. Yeah, for sure. Caden about whatever, man. I love talking to you. So uh, I'd love to have you guys all back on. And this was a great show. And again, Thank you, thank you, thank you, and um, let's do it again, guys. Let's do it again. Yeah. If I can just right. shout out one thing, I've bought, I have two or three suits from Brian, right? Specifically, oh. like right, and this dude, I don't know if y'all, again, I got broad shoulders, I got like a fifty-two inch chest, all of it. My shit is dope. I can't wait to wear that shirt. <laughs> so, Imani. So why don't we do this, Imani? Why don't we just go around, Imani? Give us a, a quick uh, plug of where we can find, where people can find you. I have nothing to plug, Greg. You have nothing to plug. This to me, you always do this to me, Greg. I have nothing I wish to plug. I'm just doing this as your friend, so I'm just Imani, here. What is, your, what is your Instagram? You can find me if you want to find me on my Instagram that I do not update, uh, Imani Modi. <laughs> uh, Patricia. Uh, you can find me at Patricia Patty Pat on Instagram and a website, patriciamcpearson.ca, all things meditation and yoga and conscious relaxation. Okay. And Brian? Uh, you can find me. My website is www.fiati, that's F-I-A-T-I dot C-A. And my Instagram is fiati underscore C-O. You can hit me up, message me, call me, whatever you need, book an appointment on my website, everything that you need to do, I'm here for you. Great. And Konima? You can find me. My Instagram is at Expanding Beauty. And if there is anybody listening who is interested in any kind of writing or actor in this, I am managed and represented by Oldfield Management. And Kaden. I ain't got nothing to plug, but if you want to find me, if you want to find me on IG, it's just basically Caden.Forbes30 on Instagram. Or message me. Or me or message me. Awesome guys. So what I'll do is I'm, I'm gonna uh... with the bullshit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so thanks for coming out, guys. Have a great day. Ladies, we love you. Brian. Love you, black women. Love, 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 love black women. <laughs>
Thank you. 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 Visit us at ToastedSoul.com to leave comments or book guest appearances and to get news on Toasted Soul. Please join us again next week. And as always, live with soul. Toasted Soul.